Welcome to the Biology of Trauma podcast, the show that provides professionals with the knowledge and tools for effective science-based solutions for the trauma healing journey. I am your host, Dr. Amy, and I've done the hard work so you can stop your endless searching, have a roadmap for your own work, and be able to help others more powerfully. Welcome to this episode of the Biology of Trauma podcast. I am your host, Dr. Amy, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about the power of mirroring and how we can use this tool to guide people and to hold people. Now, this episode is from actually one of my professional development trainings for those who become mentors and help lead the breakout groups and the foundational journey. And we're answering the question in this episode of how do you use mirroring when wanting to hold the container for someone to safely go into their freeze response for healing? If you don't know about that freeze response, boy, this episode is going to open your eyes. When we are working to actually affect change in someone's nervous system, part of that healing process is allowing them to go safely into and through their trauma and freeze response. And sometimes words can get in the way when we're trying to do this. And so mirroring is a tool, but we can't actually mirror them when they go into their freeze response. So in this episode, here is what you're going to learn. How mirroring is a more powerful tool than words to communicate. I see you. How not to lose ourselves when mirroring others. The different types of mirroring that you can learn how to do. This concept of reverse mirroring, especially as it relates to the freeze response, and how to be the person for someone to feel safe to go into and through their freeze. Now, honestly, you can apply this information about mirroring in all areas of your life, your family, kids, at work. Mirroring is a powerful tool that will allow you to connect with people exactly how you want to be able to connect with them without needing words, because words can sometimes get in the way. And so with that, let's jump in and start talking about mirroring people, and then we'll move into actually mirroring when they go into the freeze response. When we talk about mirroring people, we can accomplish so much by doing so little. It's one of those leverage points that gives you so much out of the connection for relatively low input from us. So we want to look at how can we mirror people to access that leverage point and mirroring people. What does that mean? And how do we do that? Kimberly thoughts. I mean, I just think of right away, like, I don't know, putting my hand over my heart, like seeing someone, right, put their hand over and, and then you do it, right? Or with with gesture or action, like that kind of mirroring that comes to mind. Yeah, that's a form of mirroring. What What you're doing, even in terms of movements, motions, position of your hands, I do the same thing. And that's a way that I can mirror you. And so for you, Kimberly, when you put your hands over your heart and someone else instinctively follows that without even saying a word, what does that do for you? 
Yeah, I mean, it it brings in this like community kind of this. Um, it's a feeling of like someone's with me, right? Like especially in this Zoom environment, brings in this extra sense of like, uh, oh, that I'm being noticed, right? I mean, that's a big piece of like being seen. A lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff, right? Like a, a lot of stuff. But what I mean, you touched on so many important things there. And you ended on that being seen part. And when someone mirrors you and does what you do, then that means that they had to have seen you. And so it's a way of letting them experience that again, without you even having to talk and repeat what they said and do all this other work to connect with them just by the simple act of doing the exact same that thing that they just did you have just had them experience being seen and with that right then who knows what that will open up right depending on the person depending on their history <laughs> that may open up all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. but that's the experience <clears throat> that you've created for them in that moment mm-hmm. who wants to give another example of mirroring yeah Rhonda I'm going to bring Susan up because I caught on to her heart. She would always make a heart at the end. And then I started doing it. (laughs) And so if Susan's there and she's not doing the heart, I'm always like, Susan. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just, it's something that I really like endeared me to her. I really, I really feel a connection. And then like when she does it and I know she's not doing it just for me, but it regulates me and I feel supported and loved and welcome in the community. Yeah. Again, there's that sense of camaraderie. Like we're in this together. This is a community and I belong in this community. Yes. We do the same things and we do them together. I belong. Mm -hmm. I'm not different. Very powerful experiences. And again, We're able to create these experiences for others without having to use words, which makes it even more powerful because words can just sometimes mess everything up. And we get to bypass all of that and just jump to creating an experience for them of being seen, being in community, and feeling like they belong. That's a pretty powerful tool that you have. The very powerful tool that we should intentionally use (laughs) sometimes, (laughs) right? And we can use this tool all throughout the breakout rooms. And it's one way in which we can connect with a lot of people without having to have a conversation with each of those people. And so this is actually how we can run large groups. And yet each one of them feels connected. Each one of them walks away feeling, oh, I belong here. This this is my group. These are my people. I belong here. I'm seen. And it's a safe scene. It's a very safe being seen experience. What's another way that we can mirror people? Hi, Jeanette. Yeah, just leaning in, just sort of, lean, and then just copying them. Like, it's very unconscious. And we do that, we do it unconsciously anyway. 
So again, like right there, Jeanette ended with, she started with a, hmm, that's a perfect way for me to just jump in as well in that moment and be like, hmm, right? Like I'm almost completing it full circle, but yet I'm doing it in a way that's mirroring what she just did. Whereas if she had said, hmm, and I'd said, ah, and no, and no, <laughs> no, that's not mirroring. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily feel wrong. It just doesn't feel as powerful as me doing the exact same thing that she just did. And for her, it like, it comes back to her as full circle. It's like what happens when you reach your hand out to somebody and this time there's a hand that reaches back out to you. And then we can grab something that Jeanette said, right? So she said a few things there and then she ended with the word, yeah. So what if I started with the word, yeah, yeah. And then I can go on to whatever else I was going to say. But again, like I've just copied her. That's all I've done. There's no greater magic. All I've done is just picked out a word that she used. And I just used that same exact word so that she can hear herself in what I'm saying now. And when it's her exact word, not my word, when it's her exact word, that's when she's going to feel like, ah, she heard me. And yet all I said was, yeah, I, I, right? Like that's all I said. <laughs> yeah. But because it was her word, then she's going to have that experience of she got the whole thing. She got me. Everything that I said, she took the word that seemed the most important. And Jeanette said a, a few different things, but then she landed on that. Oh, yeah. Right. Like that, that was her summary of everything was that. Yeah. And so that's then what I can mirror is I've picked out a word that seemed really important to her. A word that for her seemed to summarize the, the whole thing. And when I pick out that word, cause I'm listening for it, I'm listening for what is Jeanette really trying to say here? And at the end of all that, she was trying to say, yeah, that's what she was trying to say. <laughs> and so we repeat just the exact word that she uses and we create the experience of, she heard me, she got me. And I didn't have to repeat everything that she said, but I picked out at least one word that was her word, not my word her word and her way of saying that word mm. thoughts what's going on in your minds I can see your brains are going yeah just just even the um that you've taught at other times the the um picking out their specific way of describing uh the sensation or whatever right or in their share and then using that and 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 so and maybe it's the last word they said, but maybe it's something from the middle of what they were saying, but picking that out to use so that they notice that. Yeah. And then I even think of like the um, speed of talking or, right, mm. or style a little bit, like trying to match that with how. Yeah, that's a big one, Kimberly. And this is, of course, in communication, even outside of breakout groups, right? Like this is just communication with people. But when someone comes home, your kid, your partner, whoever, and they are low energy, 
right? And you meet with the, them with that, oh, come on, it's going to be okay, right? Like, and you try to pick them up, like, whoa, mismatch. You're not, you're not hearing me. You're not seeing me and you're not understanding me. Whereas when we can feel and, and meet them at their energy level, their tone, their rate of, of talking, now we can redirect them, but we've got to be able to mirror what we actually see first mm. down to how fast or slow they're talking mm. makes a big difference. And when we mirror people, we don't want to be losing ourselves in that process. Mm. Absolutely not. So we're not becoming them in order to reflect back to them what we just saw. I'm staying in my body, but I'm holding up a mirror. This is what I just saw. And so that way it allows me to match them, mirror them without losing self. Because losing myself as the leader is not an option. That's another very interesting thing to pick up on people is where their center of gravity is. Are they Ugh. leaning back? Are right. they leaning forward? Are they center? Where is their energy? Where is their body? And do I feel like I can mirror that? Or do I not feel like I can mirror that and not lose myself? Yeah. But that is another way to mirror people. And I would do this a lot when I was seeing patients in person. If they're leaning forward in their chair, I'm leaning forward in my chair. When they sit back and cross their hands or their arms over their you know, chest, I'm doing the same thing. As, as long as I'm in a good place, I can, I can be comfortable with letting them direct the flow to some degree. It's like, all right, you've had too much and I'm watching you sit back. All right, then I'm going to lean back too. Like that's how subtle you can watch them and be able to mirror what they are doing. Another way is not to actually do it, but just to comment on it, right? So when I see their feet moving all around, you know, seem to be quite anxious. I'll just sometimes, right? If it seems it seems the right thing in the moment, be like, wow, look at those feet. Ooh, busy feet. Usually means busy mind. Hmm. What's going on? <laughs> but that's another way for them to know that I'm, 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 I see you. I'm, I guess that's the here. Like I see you is kind of, if you want to distill it down a little bit, it's, it's what we're aiming yes. for. Yes. With the mirroring, that's what we're going for. I see you. And yet what I find is that of all those three things, I hear you. I see you. I understand you. The scene really is the most important one. It's the most powerful one, because if I truly see you, then I also understand you. If I truly see you, then I'm also hearing you. Whereas I can hear you, still not really understand you, still not really see you. And so that's why this tool, I see you, I, I see you, is the most powerful of those three. And that's why it can create such an amazing connection without even using words. Because we kind of have to use words. I have a perspective. 
that yeah. keeps coming up. Yeah. I keep thinking of like reverse mirroring as like a co-regulator. So like if no one else is doing it, if I just place my hands on my heart, the likelihood of someone else doing that or something that I love about your teaching is the way that you pause or the cadence of your voice or taking a breath and how we can actually like co-regulate a large group of people just by doing that ourselves and, and the likelihood of them mirroring it. Yes. And there's so much to this, Brandy, and I'm so glad that you're bringing this up. This is where I had wanted to go next. So thank you. We know so much of the science around television and that what our eyes see, we actually, like our memories encoded as if like we've done it ourselves, which is why it's so powerful to watch <laughs> what we watch. <laughs> And this is when we can actually use that to our advantage. We can use that as leverage because when they see us doing something, it can be a degree of them doing it. And they will feel some of that co-regulation. Even if they don't actually do it, they will still feel some of that co-regulation just by the fact of watching us do it which is pretty cool. And we can always invite them to do it, right? So that's often what I will do is I will do something. So I know that they're seeing me and then I'll invite them to do it with me. I'll usually give a disclaimer. Don't feel like you have to do what's right for you, but I invite you. And then with that, having seen it and with the invitation then, most people will join you. And that's pretty cool. And so just by this kind of concept of using mirroring to help them experience what you want them to experience by you doing it, you can really guide a room to regulation. And it's all of what you mentioned. It's the cadence of your voice, it's how you pause, it's when you decide to take a breath, it's what you're showing them and what you're doing with your somatic practice at the moment. It's helpful to make sure that you're doing an exercise that they can actually see you doing rather than, you know, putting your hands on your stomach or your feet where they can't see that because then there's no mirroring that's possible. You're just having to describe it with words. And again, words get in the way. So as much as possible, making sure that we're doing, when we're trying to regulate a room, doing something that they have full visibility so it registers in their brain and they can experience a piece of that co-regulation even without doing it. Jamie, I had a, a question yeah. about uh, people being in the freeze because Brandy brought up a beautiful point about um, that reverse um, mirroring. Like if someone was in the collapse, my instinct would tell me, or part of me would say, I don't think it's a good idea to mirror collapsing. That's just going to, you know, create more of a collapse or something like that. And yet you want um, the people within the breakout group to feel seen because especially in the collapse, right? I, I would think. And I, I, I can recall uh, on occasions when you would notice the person 
um, but then give them that space to kind of thaw out and then come back to them. Um, and so in that case, that might be an opportunity to, to recognize, oh, Amy, I can, I can see you're, you're looking, you know, and sometimes you might kind of joke and say, oh, you look a little frozen, you know, and kind of like, yeah, thaw them out a little bit with being recognized, but not calling them out so much that they feel some sort of shame or embarrassment by it, but feeling seen and giving them an opportunity. And so in that way, would um, that reverse mirroring be helpful to support them or to help warm, like thaw the freeze? Do you know what I mean by that? Like, would that be good advice? Good, you know, is, am I, is my line of thinking correct in that? <laughs> I'm thinking through what I do in different situations and it depends on, uh, it depends on what I, where I'm wanting to guide things. So for those times when I'm working with a large group and yeah, like you, you know me well, right. You know that sometimes I joke about it and be like, Oh, you look a little frozen, Shannon. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's in that context of like, I'm trying to not let you go all the way down into the freeze. So right. I'm going to keep it light and I'm going to bring some energy. I'm going to bring some activation. I'm going to bring some joking to it and try to pull you, pull you out. Whereas other times I'm like, eh, we've got the time. This could be a good exercise for everybody. They could learn a lot. Shannon, what are you noticing in your body right now? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm noticing the collapse. Why don't you just let yourself go into the collapse? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into the collapse with you, right? but I'm going to give you the space to go into the collapse. And what's different here, Shannon, is that if I were to go into the collapse with you, you wouldn't let yourself go into the collapse. Right. You need someone, you wouldn't feel safe. You need someone strong who's going to stand outside and guard Make sure you're safe while you're in the collapse. Yep. So that's where I get to be the strong leader and I hold that space and I hold that container to make you feel safe enough to go into the collapse. Because if I go into, <laughs> there may be no way out. <laughs> you ain't, you, you're not going to go in. I, I guarantee it. You are not going to go in. Yeah. And, and I'm feeling that in my body, even, even as you're speaking, I'm imagining that. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm my, I can feel it in my thighs. I can feel it in my chest. Um, I can feel the, how unsafe that would feel. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So just looking for that way to, yeah, make sure they feel seen safe yes. and yeah. Yeah. So with then the, when I do the mirroring, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is when they're coming out and they're coming out. Right. I don't know if you were there the other day with, with, uh, Sheila, when she was coming out and she was just beaming, right? Like she was just, Whoa, she had so much energy. <laughs> like she had come out of that freeze response. And that's what I, that's what I mirror then. Right. So I I'm like, Whoa, she's got more energy than I thought she would come out of this freeze response. Right. It even surprised me. So I've got to take my energy up another notch to meet her and match her energy level. So that then, she doesn't, oh, I've now overpowered Dr. Amy and I've been too much. Now I have to pull back and then send her back exactly. in the freeze or something. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Yep. I want her to come out of that feeling 
welcomed, feeling like, hello Mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I'm giving her an opportunity to share. Mm -hmm. What was that like? What are you, what are you noticing now? So that then I can also use specific words to reflect and mirror back to her. What's happening right now? What is she experiencing right now? Cause I want to validate that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But I'm not, Thank I'm you. not mirroring while she's in the freeze. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. That's, that's not my job. Yeah. My job is to hold that safe container. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You which is why I can send someone, I can kind of say, all right, you stay right there. I'm going to go and I'm going to talk and I'm going to teach and I'm going to come back to you. And they, and they do it like they, <laughs> they, they still feel safe. And, and they stay right there in their collapse because mm. I'm being that strong leader. I'm not going into the freeze with them. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Just, yeah, that is interesting yeah. because I think the first time I saw you do that, I was like, hmm, like, how can she just leave them over in the corner like that? Well, she goes, talks to all these other, right? Like that was, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I, I bet and that now and and especially if you come back to them obviously you do need to ensure that you keep an eye on the time and that you do come back to them yeah. um but oh that's good thank you yeah. yeah and it's even more powerful to see that when i do it in person mm-hmm. and i literally will walk away from the person be like you do you i'll be back and it's like the container is still there I've expanded the container now to not just be around them, but be the whole entire room. But that's what I can do as the strong leader is I can expand the size of that container to still maintain that safety and physically not be right there with them. And they still feel safe Mm. and still feel like they've got some connection to me that if anything really happened, I would be there to pull them out. What I notice in that too, Amy, is that when when you're inviting someone to go into the freeze, you're paced and quiet and mellow and matching that. And then while you're while they're doing their thing and you're on the side, you're just um definite, present, you know, mm-hmm. you're not too much, too little. It's just yep. a, a really steady presence that yes. says, I'm so not phased by what's going on right now. I think that feels so safe. Yeah. And, yeah, and then matching, matching that different, different energy on the coming out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Very good noticing. That's exactly what I do. When mm. I'm, when I've got someone over there, I am still as if I've got my eyes on them the mm. whole time. And so I'm still like, part of me is, is still very much attached, connected to them and their process. And my energy level is just middle ground. I'm not Mm going to go too high. I'm not going to go low. I'm middle ground and it really doesn't phase me, but I definitely want to communicate that not, it's really not as much for the people who I'm teaching. It's for that person who's in the freeze response. That's who I'm really wanting to communicate. This doesn't phase me at all. So even though I say, I'm going to go over here and teach a little bit. Okay. What I really am doing is I'm still talking to that person. And if you hear what what I'm saying, it's all stuff that I really want them to hear. I know that when they're in the freeze, it's going to feel very distant to them. It's only, it's going to feel very, very far away. And, and, and it may, um, 
yeah, that's the best way to describe it. It feels, it feels and sounds very far away. But what I'm doing is I'm often teaching on what just happened and what they're going through and what will happen next. And in the, just even in that process, the person who's in the freeze feels even more safe. Oh, there's th- this, this is, th- th- this has a name. This is something that we understand. This isn't weird. I'm not weird. She knows what's happening. Got it. I can, I can relax into the process. So I'm actually teaching more for them so that they hear what I'm saying. And that's why I keep my, my tone of voice just pretty mellow because I don't want to, I don't want to change their energy level while they are in the freeze. I don't want to activate them before it's too soon. And I don't want to keep them in longer than what's necessary. So I'm intentionally not, uh, I call it interference, right? I am not interfering with their energy. I'm going to stay neutral. Whereas other times, if I don't want them to go into the freeze, because either we don't have time right now, or I don't, I, I don't know, I, right? Like there's, there's a couple of different reasons why I may not want someone to go into that freeze but I am definitely going to be interfering their energy with my energy. And it's very intentional interference. And I have to insert more energy from me to do that interference. Because the heaviness of that freeze can be hard to interfere. And so I have to focus and generate a lot of energy from me to interfere it in the right way, to, to get it up and out all skills that you guys will learn with time. When I invite them into it, I don't want to interfere. So very good noticing Jeanette, very good noticing, but how important it is to mirror them when they come out of the freeze. When someone comes out of a freeze, they are so open. It's, it's one of the the times when we are most open to the world, to others. And given our experiences in life of not being seen, and we've had to go into the freeze response to survive, to be able to now come out and and have someone there who was waiting for you, is welcoming you, is validating you, Those are the kinds of micro moment experiences that will really change someone's nervous system because it embeds very different experiences with humans, with people. And it starts to record memories of when people were safe. Not everybody needs to be guarded against. And so it allows for more space and expansion as we then do our parts work for those parts that have black and white. No, we don't do this. No, we never will do this. No, people are dangerous. No, this, right? We can now come back to those parts because we have memories. We have recorded memories of an experience, even just one of a experience that was different. And we can have that conversation with those parts of I know those were your experiences before, but it doesn't always have to be that way. We just want to make better decisions about which people we allow into our space. 
because it's not all people like you've thought. And that's an important shift. And those shifts really happen coming out of a freeze experience. Even just going into the freeze and completing that cycle is powerful. But then to add on top of it, someone there meeting you, embracing you, mirroring you, really creates powerful, powerful shifts in the nervous system. So there's different ways that we can mirror. We can simply just do what they did, whether that's hand position or rocking or tilting our head or, I mean, (laughs) sticking out your tongue, whatever, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is, it depends on who you're working with. If you're working with kids, you might be sticking your tongue out to mirror them. That's just (laughs) part of the deal. But those kinds of things go above words in being able to create an instant connection, right? This is where you sit on the couch and you make faces with a kid, right? And you just copy the faces that they're making. And they, I mean, they're just, they're your best friend after that, right? It's just the connection that we have with people when uh, that type of mirroring happens. And then we can mirror them based on words that they say, noises that they make, the cadence of their speech, their energy level. And our goal as the leaders is to mirror them without losing ourselves in the process. And so there's that constant flow or dance of, I'm going to check in with my system. Can I mirror you without losing myself? Am I noticing that it's really hard to mirror you? That I'm noticing that my system is a little dysregulated. I'm not open. I'm not as present because I'm, my system is dysregulated. And knowing that that's fine, it just is a good, when, when I notice that myself, it's just that, that moment to, to realize, all right, Amy, like you've got to, you've got to force this because it's not coming as natural to you today. And I will, that's when I will definitely get out my acupressure mat. I'll have my feet on my acupressure mat. Why? Because that picks up my energy that activates me enough so that I have the energy to force myself then to do some of these things that feel so much harder when I am dysregulated or in a degree of the freeze. But above above all, right, that being seen, being heard, being understood, being seen, if we use that tool right, it can really do all three of those at the same time without using words. And that's why it's pretty powerful. And it's also the tool that we can use to interact with a larger group and to still have all of them feel connected and like they belong in the group. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Mirroring is such a powerful tool and the benefits are huge for being such a simple tool. And yet being able to know how to safely hold people, how to safely guide people, how to help people feel seen and understood. And this is what allows us to connect with people, to build trust, to build rapport without having to worry about the right words to say. Now in the show notes, you have a place where you can drop your comments, leave questions about this episode. And I look forward to hearing from you. I will also include links to a few things that will help you as well. 
staying embodied as we guide people is very important. And there are certain things that I use to help myself stay embodied. One of them is a weighted neck scarf. I will include a link for that. You can also get that as part of a serenity bundle, which will also give you a monthly subscription to the two magnesiums that you need. One is for daytime relaxation and just resourcing your cells. And the other is at night for sleep. If you are curious about this freeze response and how it becomes a chronic way of living for those with stored trauma, I will include the link to my guide, the steps to identify and heal trauma stored in the body. And then the foundational journey is where you would start. And for those who are interested in the biology of trauma professional trainings, this would be your first training module. I look forward to guiding you through this six week journey consists of 21 days of somatic work followed by 21 days of somatic parts work. And then we start working on the biology and integrating the somatic parts and biology work in the biology of trauma courses. So with that, head over to the show notes, find those guides, look at those links, drop your comments, and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe. We definitely will learn, laugh, and sometimes cry together on this healing journey, and you won't want to miss an episode. Give my podcast five stars, share it with a friend or colleague. If you felt an impact as it truly helps get the word out and breaking the paradigm of how we do trauma work. I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Until then, this is your host, Dr. Amy, sending you lots of love.